Hey everybody, welcome back to the College Football Uncensored Podcast brought to you by Saturday Down South. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and it's a solo pod today. No other hosts on the show. Chris, unfortunately, just unfortunate timing for the guy. I mean, right days before the big game between Georgia and Alabama, the man has fallen ill. He doesn't have a voice. Um, so unfortunately he's not going to be on the podcast today, but fortunately for you guys, he has an awesome co-host and that is me. And we are going to break down this UGA Alabama game, um, and make some picks and predictions. And I'll give you Chris's. He, he sent his prediction over to me with, um, no explanation at all as to how it would get to the score. But, um, I will give you his score prediction at the end as well. Um, look, I wanted to make this pod all about the game. Um, we will get into, you know, obviously a review of the game after the game happens and we can get into some other happenings around college football, including Dion just taking another five star this time from Miami, Miami fans, crystal ball, you know, he's just the guy that's going to turn the program around, which I'll be honest. I think he's going to be very good for them, but quite humbling for them after making fun of Florida State for uh, about a month for losing Travis Hunter to Jackson State. Uh, they then lose on national television uh, a five-star receiver they thought they were getting also to Jackson State. Interesting stuff going on down there in Mississippi. We'll see how that all plays out. I think everybody, not just Florida State fans, not just Miami fans, would love to see what's going to happen next now that he's landed these types of kids um but like i said today's not for that kind of talk it's for national championship talk and we got a rematch here georgia alabama who could have seen it coming um obviously very excited for this game um a couple things for you here bama this is just the third time they've been an underdog since 2009. Uh, the two previous times also came against Georgia, and Georgia is a three-point favorite in this game, the total 52 and a half. Um, obviously, they played on December 4th. We all, everyone that listens to this podcast knows what happened. Um, Alabama dominates Georgia 41-24, exploits that Georgia defense, Um in a way that we haven't seen this year. Um, And that game, Georgia was a six point favorite. Um, Obviously for Georgia, you're coming off that Michigan game and everyone's got questions about Stetson Bennett. And is he the guy? Do they need a guy like JT Daniels? Hell, even me early this season, when we interviewed Herb Street, I w- he he thought Stetson was the guy. I was I was saying no. I think JT. I think you need JT to win a championship. And um, you know, some Georgia fans may find it to be the wrong decision. But you know, if you like it or not, Kirby has stuck with Stetson as his guy, and he had a hell of a Michigan game. I mean, he was the Orange Bowl offensive MVP um, against a defense that was really good. Uh, throughout the year, probably second to only Georgia. Um, he had one of his better starts. Um, you know, so 
He's averaging 325 passing yards in his last two starts. Um, so he's really been coming on late here for Georgia. Um, obviously, people will remember the interceptions in the Alabama game. But, you know, outside of that, honestly, and those were costly. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't think that he was really the problem. I mean, certainly it was questioned. I don't know that JT makes a difference in the SEC championship game. Um the the defense was the problem weirdly enough for for georgia in that game and i, I kind of took a look took a look into this and I, you guys probably know that i'm i'm into the analytical side i don't i won't get too deep but what's been interesting about bama and i don't know if this is in an effort to uh i don't know i mean i guess it wouldn't help your defense but um maybe they've just identified a weakness against some of these teams on the back half of their schedule but a lot of people, it's big in the game to talk about pace of play. You know, we see this with Tennessee, even Ole Miss with Kiffin liking to go up tempo. There's this school of thought that, you know, pace can really help tire out a defense and, you know, get you, if you've already got elite athletes and you can get a tired defense, you can put up some serious points. Um, we've seen down the stretch here, um, Alabama really f- flip their identity and get even, you know, increase their pace of, of play. Um, you know, they were, I think, 43rd in the country in pace um, and really stepped up the pace against LSU. They, they had a play every 20 and a half seconds, um, you know, against Arkansas, 23.2. Um, so, and against Georgia, and part of why I think Georgia's defense looks so bad is they went heavy pace Bama did on offense in that game and was able to slow Georgia's defense or or tire out their defenders. Um, That front seven is ridiculous. And it's, that's probably about the only way you can beat Georgia's defense is by tiring those D linemen out. And Bama was running plays, you know, all sides of the field pace of play was quick. So you couldn't stop to get a breather. And, um, Georgia's going to have to find a way to mitigate that because I don't think that's going to change in this game. Bama's going to want to do the same thing in this game. But you take a look at what Georgia did in that Michigan game. Michigan has what many consider the top offensive line in the country. You know, they walk into that game with those stupid shirts. Actually, they were kind of cool, but, you know, run the damn ball and they backed it up. They were probably the top of offensive line in the country this year. They were dominated by that Georgia front seven. Um, it was ridiculous. They held um, the Big Ten's top rushing attack to under 100 yards for the first time all season um, and absolutely just played unbelievably physical um, at the point of attack. And then they've just got those ridiculous linebackers. <laughs> um, and Michigan just had no chance. And I think you're going to find that to be the case with pretty much everybody they play, unless you can come up with a way to get that front seven, you know, specifically that line to, to be tired out, not be as physical at the point of attack, and not be able to take over your offensive line which Bama has struggled with their offensive line. And that was their game plan. And it was a smart game plan in that game um, because Georgia, I think for the first time all year, didn't have a sack. And 
they're top five in the country in, in sacks. Um, I think they're probably even top two. I'm trying to do that off memory, but um, so I think Bama's going to want to keep that pace. Now, what what hurts them a lot is is Mechie. Um, you know, Mechie from a from a production standpoint. There's nobody else on the offense. I, I, clearly, after Jamison Williams, I mean, um, that that has any production like Mechie had. He had he had 96 uh, catches this year. The next closest receiver had 35. That was Slade Bolton. So you really like Jamison Williams is is clearly the guy, and he's a monster. Um, He's definitely a smaller guy, and Georgia can't let him get off the line like they did in the first game. Now that there's no Mechie, maybe you can devote more time to his side of the field, which I think definitely helps Georgia, clearly. Um, that's something to watch in this game. I think you're going to have to, outside of Slade Bolden, I think you're going to need one of those. Well, Ja'Cory Brooks is a, is a, a big player that needs to step up for Bama. Um Jaleel Billingsley and, and Cameron Latou, one of those guys at tight end is going to have to make some plays. I think Georgia comes up with a way to not just get destroyed by Jamison Williams this go around. And I think a lot of that has to do, it'll be easier because Mechie won't be there. Um, so that's unfortunate for the Tide. And it's, um, you know, Mechie was on, on his way to having a, a hell of a game before he got injured in that SEC championship game. So, um, that's something to look at for sure. I am a little concerned for Bama. Uh, speaking of injuries, um, their offensive line. I haven't seen exactly, and I wish Chris was on here to maybe give me some insight, but I know that a couple of their guys um, left with injury. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure what the update is there for those guys to play in this game. Uh, I do know that Chris Owens at right tackle is a guy that can be exploited, and I think Georgia will try to take advantage of him. He struggled at tackle. It seems he's probably more of a guard type, but due to um, depth chart issues, I guess, Chris Owens, they've had to throw out there at right tackle, and he struggled, and Georgia's going to have to take advantage of that. Um, They weren't able to get any pressure on Bryce Young. Um, Part of it was pace. Um, but I guess they didn't blitz enough. You know, they, they probably thought they could probably get a more penetration, uh, just with their front four. Um, they had no sacks in that first game and they're going to need to bring pressure in my opinion, via the blitz, get after that O line that is a little weaker and injury depleted than probably even the last time you played Bama. And if you look at a, a team like LSU, you know, they zero blitz Bama all night long. And even though Bama won, it was a close game. And they only, they only put up 20 points and 308 yards of offense, which is very light for this offense. Um, so I would, I would blitz the hell out of Bama. And granted, Bryce Young has, has seemed to handle the blitz okay. Um, but I think that's the chance you got to take. Because we've seen what happens on the other side if you can't get pressure. Um, and maybe you start the game trying to get pressure with your front forward. If it's not working, you quickly make a shift um, and try to get a little more blitz happy. Um, Brian Robinson definitely looked much healthier in the Cincinnati game than he did in the SEC championship game. So that's obviously a plus for Brian Robinson. I just, to me, 
you know, I think last game he had 16 carries for 55 yards. I don't think you're going to find success if you're Bama trying to ride Brian Robinson. I don't think that they think that either. Um, I think it's going to be a Bryce Young game, but at least if you're Bama, Brian Robinson looks to be much healthier than he was in the last game. On the other side of the ball, I think for Stetson, I I have faith that he'll do well in this game, Um, but he can't be a game manager. Um, Game manager types don't beat Bama. Typically, you're looking at like a Trevor Lawrence or a Deshaun Watson or a Johnny Manziel or or even a a Burrow who actually had a pretty decent day running against Bama. And Stetson can actually run the ball. So I think, you know, Bama's going to want to take away those easy passes for Stetson and force you into the, you know, lower percentage throws, which are typically deep throws. Um, So they force you to protect the QB. And, um, you know, Stetson's going to have to step up and hit those throws when they're there. Um, Bama's secondary is a little weak right now. Um, They don't have a – they've got a lot of injury. You know, Josh Job is out. Um, Jalen Armour Davis, it was severely limited in the last game with a hip injury. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, not only does he have a fantastic name, but he's a, he's a pretty damn good football player. Um, now, he is a true freshman. This is the biggest game of his life. So um, I'd be a little concerned if I'm a Bama fan about not only the, the way that my secondary looks right now but just all the injuries i mean it's not an excuse uh if you're bama you should have the depth um but they've had some injuries pile up at one particular position and they don't have that typical lockdown corner right now in my opinion uh they don't really have that elite safety that they've had over the ever uh in the past their their d tackles like obviously will anderson is a dude no doubt about it um but they don't have the depth at the D tackle position that I like. Obviously, Mathis is a beast, but I think compared to what you're used to seeing on the Bama D line, I don't know that it it's as good as it has been in the past. Um, and I think Georgia's got to do some stuff to to up the tempo against Bama as well, and I think they will. Uh, you can't let Will Anderson get in your backfield. You gotta you gotta get him on his heels. Um, you know, a lot of first down throwing plays, which Georgia's very good at. Um, I think, but Stetson's going to have to be more than a game manager. He's going to have to put the team on his back for this one, maybe get some rushing yardage as well. Um, but hit those deep throws that Bama likes to get teams to try to do because they're low percentage. Um, clearly, Brock Bowers uh, is a huge key. That dude, for a true freshman at tight end, it's been rare to to see something like this. Um, I think this dude's an absolute star. I'm not breaking news when I say that. He had a really good game against uh, Bama. A lot of that was, I don't know if it was, I guess, garbage time, but he was getting a lot of catches late. But still, uh, that dude is going to be a big key to this. Um, who else is going to step up, though? That's my big thing with Georgia's offense is it's, I'm surprised that the at the way that they recruit, at the level they recruit, that there's not more playmakers um, than they have. You know, you take a look around at some of the other guys like Bama and Ohio State and 
typically Clemson that recruit at the level of Georgia. They, they have these ridiculous receivers. And you just don't see that at Georgia right now. And I mean, I, I like Burton. Um, I don't think he's like a number one level good. And Pickens, obviously, you had the unfortunate ACL tear. I'd love to see this offense with him fully healthy. I don't think he's really done much since he's been back. Maybe more of a decoy than anything. A couple more weeks out from the injury. Maybe he's a little bit more healthy for this game. But who's going to step up for Georgia outside of Bowers? Um, they got to get the ball. They got to run the ball. Um, they got to be able to run against against Bama, which they weren't able to do the last time these teams played. And, uh, you know, James Cook's coming off that incredible game against Michigan. Maybe he's got some confidence that he didn't have before. And you see him take a step up for the offense. Be great to see if you're a Georgia fan. Um, but who's going to be able to run the ball for Georgia? Look, last time these two teams played, the script got off, <laughs> off track pretty quick. Um, Georgia likes to go play action. Um, I think what makes their offense so effective is Stetson is very good at the play action pass. They throw a lot on first down and have a lot of success with that. But you have to be able to establish the run in this game to get that play action pass game to be effective. And um, if you look back at the Michigan game, Stetson did very well in the play action game against Michigan. And it's because those running backs were able to run the ball when they had opportunities. Um, In the first matchup with Bama and Georgia, Georgia averaged, Georgia running backs averaged 1.9 yards before first contact in that game. They could never get it going. And and so just so you know, in SEC play throughout the season, they averaged 3.1 yards. That's a lot. That's a huge difference. Um, So their running backs couldn't even get two yards before they were first contacted by a defender in that game. A third of their runs were stuffed behind the line of scrimmage in that first matchup. The Georgia running back, the, the Georgia running backs broke one tackle the entire game. It can't be that way this time. You're going to have to find a way to establish the run in this game. If you're Georgia and, um, that's going to be how you're going to have success. And if you can, if you can get into a position where you can be dominant early on offense and establish a decent lead for yourself, I think it would totally help the play action game and, and have you let you have more success on offense against Bama. And I'll be honest, folks, my pick, I picked a preseason I picked him against Bama in the last game, and I obviously was clearly wrong. And I feel crazy to do this again because every time Saban's been a dog, it seems like even in a championship game, this is the first time Saban's been a dog in a championship game since 2003 when he was at LSU. And LSU won that game. I, I just think that obviously you know where I'm going with this. I'm, I'm taking Georgia. Um, I think that the first game, Georgia looked tight, and I, I, I pray, I, I pray, and I don't think they will, that they, I, I hope they don't come out like that again. You can't. And Kirby's got a, a, a hell of a task on his hand to get those guys to not be tight in this game, but that's what he's paid all these millions of dollars to do, is to make sure they improve from their last performance 
and they come out and they play loose. And he's been even been saying it in the media, you know, we got to play looser. And um, I look back, a big key, and I don't want Marler to use this as an excuse if Bama does lose, but Bama is not healthy right now. Um, you know, I mentioned the corners. They've got they've got um, depth issues at corner. Um, I think they've got some issues along the O-line. And um, I also think you're just going to get a, a much different Georgia team. And I know everybody's nervous. I'm from Georgia. Get it. I get it. But I think this is the year where, where Georgia breaks through. I think they are able to establish the run. I think they're going to have success on offense on first down to get Bam on their heels. They're going to have to find a way to neutralize Will Anderson. I don't think you can totally do it, but I think they they can get him in a situation where they've got him managed, where he doesn't become an absolute game wrecker for them. And let's see, the total for the last five games that Bama's been in CFP title games, which is just incredible in itself, is 5-0. and So... You know, that total of basically 52 and a half, I, I think it goes over. And um, I think Georgia finds much more success on offense in this game. Um, and for Bama, I just think, um, I think this is, it's Georgia's, it's always seemed like Georgia's year. And it seemed like such a disappointment, for, especially for Georgia fans, clearly, about how the last game went. And I think if you look back over the scope of the year, you you've seen that Georgia is the best team in the country and they had a bad game against Bama last time. And so you have the, the mental part of this is tough to try to calculate, especially when every time it's really gone against Georgia. But I just think that Georgia, this is their year happened to the Braves for the first time in a long time. This state is ready for a Georgia championship and I think they get it done. And I'm going to go with something like 35 to 28. Um, yeah, I think I like that score. Maybe 35, 31. I think it's going to be a classic. And I think it's going to be a high scoring again. But I think Georgia makes enough plays and covers the three and wins outright. 35-31. That's a weird score. But I like it. Um, just so you guys know, Chris actually thinks it's going to be worse than that. He thinks Bama's going to lose 31-20. to 20. He thinks Georgia takes the game by 11. I don't know if this is defeatist Chris. I don't know if this is Chris has been up for 17 hours dissecting every stat of the game. Um, I think it's defeatist Chris because he's sick and he's probably putting some emotion into that, but we'll have to get him to talk about it when he comes back healthy and after the game. Um, so official predictions from both of us is that Georgia wins the national title. Good luck, everybody. I hope a lot of you are listening to this from Indianapolis. Um, definitely take pictures at your tailgates. You can tweet us at CFB underscore uncensored. Um, 
And yeah, man. Good luck to both you guys. Keep it peaceful on the plane rides back. And we will review this game after it's over. Best of luck. Bye.